Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. It's a blessing to see every one of you this morning, and it blesses me so. I put a lot of work into this today. I was sharing with Tracy. I'm, I'm always notified a couple weeks before. And, um, and during that period of time before bringing the word and the teaching today, God works with me as giving me a framework. He frames it out. And then when I go before the Lord to complete the framing, uh, that's when I get all the little nitty gritty details. Well, this... This last couple of weeks, I have been consumed with a lot of work. And, uh, and so the framework was halfway framed. So with that said, I, uh, I really had to pour in and, and get to work on this. So I pray that the love of the labor of studying the word will bless you today. Amen. Now, as we get started, let's just take a moment and invite the Holy Spirit to come in here today. Because this is a significant teaching This teaching is tied into Pastor Lydia's teaching at the beginning of El-Ul. I am closing off El-Ul. Today is the last day. Tomorrow is a new year on the Jewish calendar. And we here uh, celebrate that, we acknowledge that, and we thank God for that. Amen? Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in prayer, each and every one of us. And we ask that you move in a mighty way. Holy Spirit, you are always welcome. Let your presence be known. And we pray, Father God, that the word is delivered today in a manner that touches our hearts. Father, speak through and touch and do your mighty work as always. Now, I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. Well, four weeks ago, Pastor Lydia taught us a very important lesson. If you weren't here please go to the church's podcast and listen to that because it has a great significance on what we're even teaching here today. Amen? The title of her message, so you can identify it on the podcast, was Redefine Your Identity. And uh, that is so important. But let me, let me kind of set the table for you. Let me use that. As we enter the last month of the year, it is a time of reflection. It's a time that there is the blowing of the shofar. It is the warning sound, as Pastor Larry has taught us. It is a wake up, evaluate yourself, look and see we are, do an inventory of where you are. Amen? During the uh, time of Elul, and the reflection of it all, it gives us a time to draw near as God draw near. You remember how Pastor Larry talked about the sun and during seasons of, of, of the earth's movement and how at certain times of the year the sun is closer. It's because it's hotter. God is right there right now. Amen? Okay. So today as we enter into Rosh Hashanah, I'm sure that we will partake of the apples and honey. The apples and honey honey is a symbolization of the sweetness of the year to come. Throughout synagogues, 
the Jewish people will say, Lashan Tova Tek Avu. Lashana Tova Tek Avu. What that means is may your name be written in the book of life for a good year. So this is one of my favorite seasons as I have progressed in my knowledge of Pastor Larry's teaching and the Jewish roots. And, and I, I love this season. Don't, don't get me wrong. Easter is very important to me also. But this has significance for me. Um, in drawing near and in the teachings that Pastor Lydia taught us, uh, you know that Pastor Larry goes and tells us that if the Lord does not tarry and we go to the new year, he opens what? The book. Say with me, the book. Today, I want to open the book, and I want you to think about what is in the book. In the book, not only does God review our deeds, our good works, our tekun olam, the things that we have done, I also believe that God also looks and ponders, or not ponders, he never ponders, looks to see if we're walking in the will of God. Now, in that will of God is a destiny that has been established. There is a destiny that has been established. The psalmist writes in Psalms 139.16, and he's speaking to God. He says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Here's how it works. God starts you at the end. And when you come, he steps back into your beginning. Isaiah 46.10 explains it. And God says, I knew the, the end from the beginning, from ancient times and what is still to come. Laura and I are expecting a young grandson within the next few days. Our daughter was our second grandchild. And as I was reading and studying, I couldn't help but to think, God, from ancient days, you thought of this young man and wrote out his life and his life's destiny long ago. And as God stands waiting on this child to come. I'm sure he'll kiss him on the cheek before he leaves heaven. I'm sure he will. That young man will step into a life that has been preordestined for him. Amen? Now, going back to Pastor Lydia's teaching, when we redefine our identity, and in doing that, she taught us that we have a heart change, we have a mind change, We have a vocabulary change, and in those changes, we develop a life change. When you redefine your life in God, you are now standing in the destiny. But what are you going to do with it? The reason I'm speaking this to you is I want you to look at where you are so you can redefine yourself and identify the destiny for yourself. Okay? So today we're going to study destiny. 
The title, if you like titles of studies, is Walk in Destiny. And the purpose today, I always have a purpose that God gives me to give you a, a purpose for us to do, is that we rediscover and we begin to fulfill the God called destiny as we walk in destiny. Amen. There's a strange mystery that is beyond my comprehension and maybe yours. But the one of the greatest mysteries in life is that your destiny has already been chosen. It is our responsibility and our decision to fulfill it. You see, God has chosen us to succeed. Not to fail, but to succeed. But to make it to the end, to reach that success is your decision. And God gave us all a free will. I want to share a story with you of a gentleman who's an acquaintance, not a personal friend or anything, but let me just say this. If you are full of God's word, let's not even, but if you have the light in you, let me rephrase that. If you carry God's light, strangers will come up to you and share with you things that's going on in their life. You may not know them. And in this case, I did not know this man. I consider him as acquaintance. Now, this gentleman owns a small manufacturing company in the Midwest. It's very successful. Him and his wife had three boys. They raised these boys in a godly home. They prepared these boys to, uh, to, to uh, walk out their life in higher levels of education. They, they had great plans for these boys. I mean, they, they nurtured them, they loved them, they took care of them, they plead them, them, everything. Well, the first son, as he uh, went through his journey and his destiny, he went on to become a doctor. He's an orthopedic surgeon today and, and a well-known orthopedic surgeon in his area. The second son, because of the father's business, decided to become a lawyer and got a law degree in business and corporate law. Now, the younger brother of the three, he was born a little later than the other two. And this boy graduated uh, in honors in high school. He was destined to go on to college and, and make something of himself. But today, that young man is sitting in the mountains of Colorado at a ski resort selling weed at a weed shop. And what he does all day is get high and drink. And he goes from roommate to roommate, couch to couch. His life is nothing like what his parents expected it to be at all. And the, the, the lifestyle that he's living has grieved his mother and father. And I don't know why these people share this with me, but all I could do was encourage him through prayer, which I know they know. And they continue to pray for this boy. And they continue to ask God that this young man wakes up and realizes that he needs to walk in destiny. It wasn't God's plan for this kid to be sitting in a weed shop in Colorado. That's not his plan. That's not his plan at all. But know this, God has a plan for you and for me. There are some people that have been in and out of this church that today are out in the weeds. They're in the weeds. Their life is not productive as God had ordained it to be. 
So, it leads me to asking you four questions, not to answer me personally, but for you to take before God and just examine yourself. This is a self-examined questionnaire, okay? The first one is, where are you from? Where are you from? Are you from a family that has been rooted in God's word? Divorce does not exist in your family. Does your family take you to church? Did your family speak into your life that it's important to get your education? Did your family uh, help you grow and nurture you through your sports or through your hobbies or things? Was that your history or was it quite polar opposite? You're from a broken alcoholic family that led you at a young age to get on the street, that led you into drugs and alcohol. Some people have been led into prostitution, male and female. Some of them are still out thugging and stealing. Some, on the other hand, and here's my case, I came from a broken family, but instead of resorting to the drugs and alcohol and all that that stuff, for some reason or another, I had a desire to reach high-level success. But here's the problem with that. I was so driven with that that I overlooked the people around me. It was about getting to that success. That was no life either. Because as I look back, the carnage and the people that actually really respected me because of my, my drive, my focus, there's carnage. I hurt people. I have, since I've matured in God, I've reached out and, and, and made amends with these people. But the relationship is going to never be like it was initially. But they know that I'm very sorry for what I've done. So where I've been is a little bit of my story. Now, let's look at this third son who's up in Colorado at the weed shop. He grew up in a godly home. He had good parents. He was well cared for, and he was loved and nurtured. That is where he's from. It's sad to see where he's at. Second question, where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been is, what is your past? What have you been doing? And are you one who is wandering through life unaccountable? You're not being held accountable. You won't let anybody hold you accountable. But let me ask you, this is a self-reflection, guys. Where have you been? Now remember, where you're from and now where you've been, for the biggest picture, is for God's glory. Number three, this is not a downer. This is, a, this is something to extract and cause reflection. Remember, we're going into a new year. And as Pastor Larry tells us, our very best is yet to come. And that very best lies within us realizing where we are heading personally with him, our creator. Question number three, where are you now? Where are you now? Are you living for God? Are you living for the devil? Are you living straddling the fence? Sunday's praise day, Monday through Saturday's play day. And it has nothing to do with what God's got you doing. You are consumed by whatever it may be. But there's no time for study of the word. Straddling the fence. 
See, the third son, where he is now, is that he began his journey straddling when he got to college. Because he knew better. He knew better. But here he began, he got in with the wrong crowd. He lost his focus. Because his parents spoke into his life every day. The greatness that he had within him. As I speak that to you, there's greatness in each and every one of you. God planted these seeds of greatness. It's like an apple seed. An apple seed not only produces a tree, but it produces many, many apples. Those apples are your fruit. He produced you and planted you to be a solid, foundationally sound, producing much fruit, building the kingdom of heaven. So where are you now with that greatness? Remember, where you are now will be for God's glory. The fourth question is where are you going? This is a new year, folks. Where are we going? What are we going to do? My prayer for you guys today, as I study this and pray throughout the day, I ask that God will, through the series of these questions, cause us to reflect and that you begin to walk in the divine, walk in the divine destiny. Walk in destiny. I can't say it enough. Walk in destiny. And I'll share why that's so significant here in a minute. But the third son at this time, where is he now? Or where is he going? Actually, where is he going? He's going nowhere right now. He is in a deadhead, weed-infested, alcoholic environment that leads to what? Destruction. He's allowed the enemy to come to steal, kill, and destroy the destiny. And that's what the devil loves to do. But listen, you guys are trees. You got many apples. You have the ability to reach the stars. You have the ability to be what God called you to be. As I look at you, I know greatness is in you. Greatness is in you. I know it. So let me, uh, let me kind of close this segment on redefining your identity. I want you to understand that as this family prays for their son, asking God to move in his heart to return back to his destiny, know that God through the power of his Holy Spirit, is working on you. Laura always tells me, Mitch, the Holy Spirit is wooing you. He woos us. We, not, we may not be aware of it necessarily because we are spiritually um, distracted with the things of the world. And it can be easy for a guy that owns a business. It can be easy for you in business. It could be busy with you in your work. But he's always wooing you. The other thing is, as the family continues to pray for their son and brother's return to come back, if you find yourself a little short, I want you to know that God has placed Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father who is making intercession for us this very hour. 
and he knows that he knows. Remember, the end was way before the beginning. He knows that he knows. Amen? Amen. So just know that, that uh, God is for us. Now, I also want you to use these four questions, as I mentioned, to the rediscovering your, uh, your destiny. I want you to seek God this, going into this week of the new year. Rosh Hashanah is also a period of repentance uh, as we go into Yom Kippur. Uh, um, but keep in mind these questions and reevaluate yourself and ask God, how can I glorify you here? How can I glorify you here? How does my life help glorify you here? What can I do to glorify you here? What do I do on the next move glorifying you here? Amen. So we're going to move into the second part of the purpose, and that is how to fulfill your destiny. First part, we're rediscovering. We know that God's going to work on our behalf. We need to do a self-evaluation. We need to do inventory on our lives, and boom, here we go. So once you, as Pastor Lydia taught us, redefine your identity, you're standing in your destiny Here's how your destiny will flow. There's many things that I could add to this segment, but I only picked a few that I felt that was important that God gave me. So the first key, the very first key on how to fulfill your destiny is consider why it's important to start using or start living, not using, to start living in your destiny. Consider why it's important. Living out your destiny will give you a greater fulfillment, direction, stability and peace. You'll find significance in who you are. You will truly find your God's identity, God-given identity, and you will have provision for your life that will your mind. You, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. I also want you to commit this scripture to memory. You, many of you probably already have, but Jeremiah 29, 11. Commit that. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans for a hope and a future. So commit to that, commit to the destiny, and walk it within the fulfillments and the bullet points in which God has placed in my heart to share. And you will begin you will begin to see the working hand of God in your life, not a just shadow passing by. You will see God working. Amen? Second key, view yourself as God sees you. This is a biggie. View yourself as God sees you. We are created in the image of God. We've heard that how many times from the pulpit? Millions. But we are created as a one-off. No one is like us. As a masterpiece created by God, we are special. We are unique. We are very valuable to him. Very, very valuable. He has named you. If you haven't heard the message when Pastor Larry talks about your name in Revelations, you remember that teaching? He named you when you, you need to go back and listen to that. That is a very, very powerful, powerful teaching. 
And that's what I thought of when God, no God renames. I thought about that. How significant is our name? And the last part of that is that you are also known by God. Galatians 4, 9. To know God is to be known by God. Do you know God? Yes, we do. We do. So, to fulfill your destiny, view yourself as God views you. Understand how special and how powerful and how mighty you are. That's why he says you can move mountains. Think about that, each and every one of you. I want to also go on and and add to that is that ask the Holy Spirit to remind you every day of these things. As you pray, Father, I ask that your Spirit just remind me of who I am. I am am an apple of your eye, but remind me. And, And God will tell you who you are in him. I call this a Holy Ghost affirmation session. You are special. You are loved. You're unique. You're all these things. That's your identity. And knowing your identity placed you in the destiny. Amen? So every day, every single day, ask God to continue to reveal because it'll strengthen you. It'll empower you. It'll actually give you boldness at times when you need to really pray for somebody. You're not a, like a, well, two weeks ago, a good friend of mine was, came up and told me that he'd been diagnosed with cancer. And he has a business partner. Both of them are very, very good friends of mine. And uh, a week after he told me, I ran into his business partner at the auction. And uh, I asked him how his partner was doing. And he said, well, he's, you know, at the doctors, he's getting tested, and they're going to try to figure out a strategy to help him overcome this battle with cancer. And I told this guy, and I, don't, I, I know he loves God and he knows God, but maybe not, like, real strong. But I said, let's pray. And we're, we're out there, right there in the parking lot, people all over. And I began to pray because that boldness, because I know who I am. And, and now, listen, I don't share my stories to glorify myself. That's not the case. It's just to encourage you. But, but him and I locked arm to shoulder, arm to shoulder. And I said, Father, in the name of Jesus. And the minute I said that, he took his hat off immediately. And he bowed his head because he knew that the word spoken, because of the boldness of my identity, had power and meaning. And that, that day we prayed to move that mountain, which was in front of his partner, and that his partner will be made healthy, whole. And whatever time is taken from him with this curse of cancer, God will multiply it back. Amen? Amen. So, also, Isaiah 43, 4, God sees us, and this is God speaking to us. I'm paraphrasing this, but it says, you are precious and honored in his sight and because he loves you. Precious and honored. Precious to God means something valuable. As I said, you're valuable. Honor is that he respects and holds you with great esteem as we walk in destiny. I'm trying to really get down into you how significant 
you are to God and how significant it is to walk in destiny. Third point, trust God's sovereignty. Nothing happens to you without God allowing it to happen. God has a purpose for allowing everything from good to difficult into your life. Whenever you experience something confusing or hurtful, choose to trust God. Don't quit. Don't quit. Choose. I can't say it enough. Choose. The other thing is to ask God to show you how to respond to difficult situations or circumstances and how to fulfill your purpose even through that. As I mentioned through the four questions, you know, God's purpose is, to, is for his glory. The purpose is for God's glory. The thing is, we are to walk and fulfill the purpose and the glory of God in our life. Yeah. Amen. So the, the scripture God gave me on trusting his sovereignty was, I was taken over to Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Okay. Verse 1, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, those are the people that were before us, the saints, people God. We are surrounded by them. I'm sure they're like, come on, let's do it. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us not run without perseverance the race marked out for us. Verse 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Remember, we're dealing with a situation. It's not very comfortable, but we need to look at and turn to the author and perfecter of our faith. Who for? Jesus Christ. So who for? Set before him and endured the cross, scoring that same and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And as he sits, Jesus will sit and pray and intercede for us. I, I, I thank him for that. I'm so blessed knowing that I have not only my wife and my family as an advocate for my soul, but I have the creator of the universe. I have the son. I have the father. I have the Son, and I have the Spirit, and they're interceding for me, little old me in this big world. You know? So, to fulfill your destiny, to fulfill your destiny, trust in God's sovereignty. Amen? All right. Number four, and I'll be done here shortly because it's, it's getting to the hour. Cooperate with God as he trains you to depend on him. That's a big one. Don't fight God's effort to strip your self-sufficient habits. Okay? Learn to humble yourself. That's a biggie for me. It was a long time ago. I've come to grips with that because I couldn't be up here sharing with you and doing this without him stripping some of that away from me. You know? You know that too, Laura Marie. 
That's true. That's true. So don't fight God's efforts to strip you from your self-sufficient habits and humble yourself. Also, God wants you to have a healthy dependence on him. Okay? Know that you can accomplish more depending on God than you can ever do on your own. All right? Recognize your destiny is always, this is a big one. Recognize always your destiny is bigger than you. It's bigger than you. And when I think of that, I think about reaching for the stars. You know, I got to trust God. I know. And when Lauren and I first started dating, I always told Lord, do not settle. Reach for the stars, honey. Reach for, because keep in mind, when I was growing up as a teenager and a young man, I was over the top wanting to be a high-performance person, always reaching, always grabbing, always doing. And that has always stuck with me. But recognize that your destiny is always bigger than you, but God will help you reach that destiny. And then learn to trust and rely that God will help you to fulfill your destiny. So cooperate with him as he trains you. Number five, next point, develop a lifestyle of praise. When you approach every situation with a life of praise, you will recognize God at work in your life. Let me say that again. When you approach every situation in your life with praise, you will recognize God at work in your life. Period. Position yourself to hear from the Holy Spirit regularly. Now, let me tell you what that positioning looks like. Prayer, fasting, study of the word. Prayer, fasting, study the word. If you do those three things, you have now set yourself in position to hear from him through the power of the Holy Ghost. So important. We must have a spirit-filled life to complete the walk in destiny. We can't do it if, if we do not develop a connection with God. Also, this life of praise, praise will help fulfill your destiny. Amen? Amen? Next key. Aim to work for God's glory and not yours. Aim to work for God's glory, not yours. Every day and keep in mind the ultimate purpose of our life. Our purpose, yes, is to help sustain our family and ourselves. But in the big picture, it's to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. It's helping build the kingdom of heaven. It's, it's, you may not operate in the five-fold ministry, but you do operate in a ministry. And in that ministry, you help support the fivefold. So you are a foundational part of what God's big picture is. Follow me? So, and as you grow and develop and you are walking in this destiny, no haughtiness, no pridefulness, God will take that rug out from beneath you. Everything is for God's glory. I had an opportunity to help Pastor Lydia and Scott over there. 
and Tori here a while back. And one of the guys came up to me and, and, you know, and he, you know, we have some really friendly people here and they were talking and, and I'm like, dude, listen, this is for God's glory. All I can do is just spend time and study and listen and pray, you know, and, but you could have easily got your head going, oh yeah, man, I'm the next big deal. No, 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 no. God's the big deal. And all that glory and all that work and all that stuff that we all put effort forth to build the kingdom, to meet people's needs, to to tekun olam is for him, not for us. We're just the benefactor of the blessing in doing for him. Amen? All right. I want to also share in Psalms 115.1, this is a great scripture, concerning what I'm saying here. The word says, not us, O Lord, not us, but to you goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Not to us, but to him. And the reason we're doing what we're doing is because of his unfailing love and faithfulness for us as we walk in this destiny. Last point. And this is big too. Destiny is not a matter of chance. Let me say that again. Destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. Just like Pastor Lydia taught four weeks ago. You choose to re-identify yourself. You choose. We all choose. We have that free will to choose. Well, I choose to strive to walk in God's will in my life. As long as you choose to live in your destiny, you can navigate your way into fulfilling God's will. Here's the fruit of it. You will find your life full of happiness, wholeness, complete, uh, confidence, completeness, and peace when you walk in these things. Now, as I close with the final thoughts on this, we are ending a new year. We will, I believe, Pastor Liddy will be partaking of apples and honey today. And again, those apples and honey is a symbolization of a sweet year to come. Also understand, la shava tovate tekavu. La shava tovate tekavu. That in Hebrew means, may your name be written in the book of life for a good year. I pray that for you and that you may. Amen. And that Proverbs 19.21, I'll speak this over you. May, uh, many are the plans in the person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose to prevail. If you're not in your destiny right now, you're not walking in destiny right now, God still is waiting on you. God is waiting. He's wooing you. His son is praying for you. Our families are probably praying for us. But just know, as Pastor Larry says, your best is yet to come. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. And Father God, I pray that your destiny that lies within this room is met and that each and every one of us that is 
filled with greatness, walks in that. Now, Father, as always, I pray that the Lord bless us and keep us, that he make his name shine upon us, that he be gracious to us, that he lifts up his countenance and gives us peace. May righteousness and peace and joy of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, consume us. And then we are like a tree planted by the streams of living water, that our leaves never wither, and we produce fruit in every season. Father, we give you honor today as we enter into the new Jewish year and let our light so shine, let our lives be led, and let us reach for the stars, for that's who you called us to be. I pray this now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.